This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Well, at least there's one federal leader in town, the leader of the opposition, Conservative Party leader Andrew Scheer is in town, and he's on the line with us here this afternoon. Mr. Scheer, welcome to the program. Thanks very much for having me on. Well, welcome to Calgary. Yeah, uh, this, this is great. Is this your first stampede? It is. You know, I'm, I'm ashamed to say it took uh, <laughs> 38 years for me to, get, to make it here, uh, but uh, this is my first Stampede. I'm very thrilled to have my my family here with me, taking it all in. And what an atmosphere this entire city has! It's just yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. Well, I, I guess you didn't expect that we'd have this kind of big news to be talking about today. But uh, yelled a news conference a few hours ago, uh, obviously on the Omar Khadr uh, decision that the government has reached. Um, the fact that the prime minister hasn't yet addressed this is that concerning to you? It is. You know, uh, the fact that clearly this deal was in the works while the House of Commons was sitting uh, and this was not disclosed, to me, a reeks of a cover-up that they were trying to uh, quietly uh, get this deal done after the House of Commons rose uh, when the media attention is is much less while the Prime Minister is, is out of the country. That's not leadership. That's not responsibility. Canadians are rightly upset about this and have uh, a lot of questions, and uh, Trudeau's not here to to take responsibility for it. I think that's uh, a tremendous lack of leadership. Okay, so on the settlement, I mean, the government's framing this as cutting their losses, uh, that they're holding a bad hand, uh, they would inevitably have to pay more down the road. You, You don't agree with that? I don't agree that they should concede defeat before even attempting to defend the principle that Canadian taxpayers should not have to compensate someone who has been convicted of terrorist activities. Uh, I believe they're making a massive leap of logic that is disingenuous. And when you look at the rulings from the courts, that there was no instruction from any court that Cotter was entitled to financial compensation. In fact, the only court that spoke to providing a remedy to what happened to Omar Cotter was that that remedy would be repatriation. So from my perspective, the fact that he is here in Canada, that he is free, that he's able to to live his life as he chooses, that is compensation enough for whatever wrongdoing may have happened. Well, I'm confused by that point, and you made it earlier, because the Supreme Court actually said in its ruling that the lower court judge misdirected himself in ordering the government to request Omar's repatriation. So the Supreme Court didn't order him to be repatriated. No, the Supreme Court did not, but nor nor did they direct that financial compensation be made. All they did was rule on a technical aspect of whether or not that court had the power uh, to compel the executive branch of government to, to, to take those steps. It, its ruling, left it to the federal government to determine what that remedy would be. So m- my contention would be that the, the only instruction from a court was that uh, repatriation would be the appropriate remedy. That was taken uh, by the Conservative Party. Uh, there was no indication from, from the Federal Appeal Court or from the Supreme Court that over and above that, financial compensation was entitled to Omar Cotter. So this is a choice that Justin Trudeau has made to go above and beyond what has already been provided to Omar Cotter, and that is the ability to live free in Canada. Okay, but, but I mean, two facts, I, I think, here, that, that A, the Supreme Court did establish that his rights were violated and that a citizen can sue the government over a charter violation. A citizen can sue the government for any number of things. My point right. is that, uh, given the fact that uh, Omar Khadr has claimed to, uh, to, 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 to regret his actions, uh, but that he has pled guilty, 
pleaded guilty. The fact that he's here, I believe, is a strong case. The fact that he is here and free is a strong case for the government to build a defense and say that is the compensation, that is the remedy that was provided to him, and that is sufficient, that we don't need to go above and beyond that. Uh, and I think it speaks to uh, the, the fact that uh, it's it's the fact that this was all done under the you know after the house has risen without any disclosure to this date even Minister Goodell refused to confirm the amount that is being disclosed. It shows to me that this was a rush job by the Liberals to get this out of the way, and has effectively killed any attempt for the widow of the victim Tabitha Spear to have her day in court. The fact that Omar Khadr already has his compensation will now be extremely difficult and highly unlikely that she will ever be able to receive a compensation that another court has ruled that she's entitled to. Well, it's an interesting question. I think initially they were trying to prevent the money from being paid in the first place, but if Omar has assets, they can come to Canada and lay a claim to those assets in court. They can, of course, and, you know, uh, based on how people take steps, it's, it's either more difficult or easier to, to have access to that. I, I don't know if Omar Cotter is just going to let that his financial compensation sit in a bank account and wait for this to play out. There's all kinds of things people could do to, to minimize uh, the ability for people who are owed money to, to go after them. And that, to me, is, is, is the disgusting part of this, that the Liberals, at the very least, you know, you take take away their ideological uh, position that they believe that uh, they, they had to take this step of providing financial competition. At the very least, they could have said, okay, well, let's see how this court injunction plays out. Let's see what rights courts grant Tabitha Spear to, to have some of this or all of this compensation. And let's let justice play out by... by Cutting this check in a rush job days after the, the news was leaked, to me, is, is a huge slap in the face to the real victims in this story, the, the Spear family. Now, the Supreme Court has also weighed in on the process itself. Uh, I'm curious, then, whether or what you think about legitimacy of his conviction or the legitimacy of the charge. I don't think Canada has ever considered to be a crime, murder in the violation of the laws of war. You believe that that's a, a legitimate charge, a legitimate conviction? I, I believe that, that nothing has been established to, to, to prove that contrary. You know, Omar Khadr wasn't picked up, uh, you know, days after after the fact. He was captured on the battlefield after uh, he and, and, and later admitted uh, to taking actions that led directly to the loss of life of of uh, Sergeant Spear. So to me, you know, none of that has been refuted. None of that has been uh, uh, contradicted in court, and that has been established. And the part that's sort of so difficult for me to accept is. Omar Khadr claims to to uh, to want to, to turn the chapter and move on with his life. I think the best signal for for him to show his sincerity on that would be to voluntarily give every penny to the Spear family if he is truly sorry. You know, if 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 when you were young you did something terrible or if I did something terrible that led to this kind of tragedy, no matter how we felt about it later on in life, no matter what our culpability may have been. Uh, I believe that good people would take the right step, and that is to compensate the victims of their actions. And Omar Khadr is not doing that. He is now soaking uh, taxpayers, and the Liberals are complicitly uh, providing him with taxpayers' money. If he was truly sincere, if he truly showed regret and remorse, he would have already cut that check to, to Tabitha Spear uh, to provide for her two, orphan, or her two fatherless children. Well, that would go a long way. I agree. Um, but just on, on the point, I mean, the Supreme Court in that 2010 ruling referred to the government's participation in the illegal process. 
to which Omar was subjected, referring to the process under which he was convicted. Do you disagree that it was an illegal process? No, no, and this is this is the the sleight of hand that the liberals are attempting uh, to do here. They're trying to say that if you disagree with this settlement, then you must have then you must be disagreeing with the Supreme Court ruling. Uh, that that is a, a baseless assertion that that does not hold up to any kind no, of. No, I, I'm not talking about the settlement. You, you, I'm just talking about your you, you framing them as being convicted. Well, he has pled guilty, so, uh, so yeah, I, right. I, and know, and it, the point it, is that the Supreme Court said that was an illegal process. Well, the Supreme Court ruled that Canadian officials acted improperly by by assisting in in the in the U.S. Uh, handling of the of the file. Um, that's the key point to, to look at here. It's not about whether or not every aspect of everything that went into Omar Khadr's uh, detainment trial and, and conviction was questioned. It was it was narrowly about whether or not Canadian officials acted properly in assisting U.S. investigators. That was what the the U.S. ruled on, and that to me is is where that should end. This narrow uh, court ruling, I believe, is satisfied by the remedy of the fact that Omar Cotter has been repatriated. He's living his life freely in, ca- in, in, in Canada. Uh, that, to me, is competition enough. Anything beyond that, to me, shows uh, you know a, an insincerity of uh, remorse and, com- and, and a, a terrible uh, slap in the face by the Liberal government to all those who have fought in uniform or who have lost loved ones right. uh, on the battlefield. Well, that may be. And I think a lot of people feel that way. But I guess is, we, we both realize that, as we said earlier, I mean, a citizen can sue the government. And that's what he did. So we, yes. we can have our opinions on what's appropriate or not, but ultimately uh, a judge is going to have to rule on that. I believe that the, that this liberal government, uh, Justin Trudeau has made a choice to make the settlement, and he's also refusing to, uh, to, to disclose the exact amount. And he's asking us to trust him. He's asking right. us to trust him on two points. First of all, that they would have lost the case no matter what. I, I believe that's a conceding defeat. I think it's an important principle to fight for and stand up for uh, that, Taxpayers don't have to compensate convicted terrorists. I would have fought that uh, all, all the way that, that I could have. The second thing he's asking us to trust is that the settlement amount that he's agreed to uh, is better for taxpayers because, you know, if we had a loss, it would have been $20 million, and so this is a better deal. But he's refusing to actually say what that amount is. Now, media reports suggest it's $10.5 million. Right. Uh, that's a heck of a lot of money, but he, we don't know. Is it more? Is it less? Uh, if it's more... Uh, you know, it's it's hard to believe that uh, that would be a good deal. So, you know, this whole thing has a complete lack of transparency, and and this rush to cut the check. Why so soon? Why not let Tabitha Spears' court process play out? See what kind of status the courts give her before the Liberals did this. And to me, they were in such a hurry uh, to provide this compensation. It's, it's, it, it is disgusting, as I said uh, in my press conference. Yeah. Well, that'd be worth knowing. I agree with you on that point. Is there a line that, that you would have uh, agreed to if we were talking about $5 million, $1 million, $500,000? No, because again, to me, it's the principle. It's the principle that here we have someone who, who fought against his own country. You know, he... he, he he had committed acts that directly led to the loss of life of a medic who is on the battlefield to save lives, and one of whose colleagues actually, uh, you know, assisted Omar Khadr in the fact that he, very likely the fact that he's alive today is because of the medical attention he received by the very people that he was trying to kill. And I think that alone is worth fighting all the way that, you, that a government can to establish the principle and defend the principle that while, uh, while wrongs need to be righted, and if there were actions by officials that did not comply with Canadian law. I am a big defender of, of individual rights and freedoms and the fact that the law has to be applied equally across the board, but that the financial compensation goes above and beyond the remedy that has already been provided, namely that he's back here in Canada. 
Uh, the Supreme Court has also referred to him as a youth, a young offender. Did you believe he was at the time? Well, well, look, I mean, the, there are a lot of young people in Canada who get tried as adults. There are a lot of young people in Canada who, who uh, you know, go through the court system and may or may not be found guilty or, or not or, or, you know, have have courts rule on the appropriateness of the of the process but the financial compensation that's that's not something that that i believe mr uh, cotter is entitled to the, these definitions from child soldier to young offender they're very they're very technical they're not subjective terms and you know if he doesn't meet the test under the geneva convention i don't know why people just say well he was young therefore he should uh, those are opinions based on emotion not on, not on fact okay i mean there are protocols we have ratified too which which mm-hmm. as you point out is, is an accurate point but again just whether or not you disagree then i mean the supreme court finding that he's as they said we're talking about the interrogation of a youth detained without access to counsel is that an sure. appropriate description but but again like what what the Supreme Court looked at a lot of things, but what it ruled on was the appropriateness of the Canadian officials participating in that. No, I get that, but, but on and, that and, point, and, and a youth, a youth, a youth, you know, you can say someone's young, but there is a definition of a young offender. You can say someone, you know, has the appearance of of being young, but there's a definition of a child soldier. So that 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 all, you know, these are these are very important points that many people can can look at and, and debate and have different opinions on. But what happened today was that the Liberal government apologize to Omar Khadr, someone who has pleaded guilty to taking the life of a U.S. Army medic and has provided him with financial compensation. However we got here, I continue to, to, to assert that the remedy was the repatriation. Anything else was unnecessary and was a choice by this Liberal government. And acting like the courts forced them to do this, it's simply not true. I defy you or anyone else, you know, the, the, the Liberals or Ralph Goodale, to show me where the Supreme Court or any other court said that Omar Cotter was entitled to financial compensation. No, none did. I mean, in the case of Mayor Arar, we, we settled with him as well. He was suing the government for a certain amount of money. We reached a settlement with him, right? Yeah, and and Maharar was never, you know, was never no, found but, guilty but, of anything, and it was and it was direct actions that led him to being held in U.S. custody and ultimately sent sent to Syria. Omar Khadr did not end up in Guantanamo Bay because of actions of the of the Canadian government. He ended he he found himself in Guantanamo Bay because he was captured on the battlefield after taking right, the but life. No, but of, okay, uh, on. but so, I'm just I'm trying to address the point there. you just made because prior to that settlement with Mayor Arar, no court had had put a, a dollar value on his what he went through. Well, the the federal government, under many different political stripes, has made settlements with people who have uh, suffered wrongdoing by officials, or at least on the balance of probabilities would be uh, would be found to have have suffered of that. But to my, you know, the, the case here is so different because we actually have a conviction that we can point to that we can say, look. It's, this isn't just someone who was found guilty and because of uh, improper actions or, or misinformation or, you know, the RCMP providing facts that had no basis in truth. Uh, this is a different case. And again, I go back to the fact that there are lots of different ways that you can compensate someone for being subjected to wrongdoing. The, and I believe that in this case, that compensation was the repatriation. The federal government of Canada has, does not have obligations to try to repatriate criminals from around the world. It has the prerogative to, to do that or not to do that. So the fact that the previous conservative government complied with the Supreme Court ruling and, and repatriated Omar Khadr, to me, that's where the story should have ended. That, that, that was the compensation. That was, okay, you were, found, uh, you, know, you were found to be a victim of wrongdoing by Canadian officials. Great. Fine. Here's the remedy. You're back in Canada. You're free to live your life. The fact that this is continuing now with the financial compensation is a huge insult to the men and women of the armed forces, Canadian taxpayers, anyone who's lost a loved one on the battlefield. 
All right, Andrew Shoot, we'll leave it there. Uh, enjoy Stampede. Thanks so much for uh, making some time for us here. Really appreciate this. Thank you. Happy to be on the show. Thanks again. All right, take care. Andrew Shear is official opposition leader, leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. I suspect a lot of Canadians would agree with that point, that that's a fair trade-off. You're back in Canada, you're free to live your life, free to move on. But I guess we don't have a say in that sense. Uh, anybody can sue the government for whatever reason they want, and obviously the courts can decide whether that claim has merit. So, Omar could have not sued the government. He personally could have said, yeah, you know what, that is reasonable. That's it, moving on. They chose to sue. The government decided it needed to settle. And here we are. Listen, we're, we're way long in this segment. Quick break. Back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.